You know, the biggest thing that, uh, or the most important aspect of this entire journey, really, mm -hmm. that I had to learn, you're not just a runner. You're not just a swimmer. You're not just a cyclist. You're an athlete. Yeah. And in order to be an athlete, you have to be physically and mentally strong. And if you, if you don't have the foundation physically to do that, I mean, just to, to finish a marathon, it's hell on your, on your legs, on your back, on your whole body. I mean, it just beats you up. Yeah. And if you don't have the strength, uh, even upper body strength to, to finish a marathon, you know, how are you going to have the lower body strength? Yeah. A lot of people think they can just go out and run and that's all they got to do. And the faster they run, the faster the, the, the faster they're going to be at a marathon. That's not it at all. Yeah. So to answer your question, basically what I what I started doing early on, if I got injured in my legs, I worked on my upper body. I went to the gym, worked on my upper body. You know, worked on my core. Um, yeah. I cycled. Uh, I did. I swam. Uh, I did everything around that injury because I've always had a belief that. If you have an injury in a muscle, if you strengthen the muscles around that muscle, it just improves your recovery yeah. and you just yeah. recover and you, you build your strength that much faster. Yeah. But you know, lifting heavy weights, especially over 50 and as you get older, lifting heavy weights is imperative and the protein yeah. intake is imperative. Yeah. So yeah, that's how I do it. Just stay motivated, just going to the gym, working out, watching yeah. uh, reels on Instagram about these <laughs> yeah, bodybuilders. <laughs> Well, you yeah. know, and, and you bring up a good point is that, you know, when you're injured, it's okay to do different exercises, right? So, you know, I get Botox shots in my back because, you know, I was injured in Iraq and some other things, you know, but when those occur, I, I have a bike here at the house, I have my treadmill, I have my elliptical, and I have a full gym. And so I'm able to work my workouts around my in, in, injuries, just like you were saying, and just knowing that it's okay to take that little bit of time off and working out to let your body heal so that you can go forward and do what you were doing prior to your injury, whether that's running, lifting, or, or whatever it is that you're doing to keep yourself mentally healthy. Mm -hmm. um, and, that, and that's a great point. Now, also, nutrition plays a huge factor. I think sometimes that gets left out. Um, yes. you know, I've, I was never a big proponent in, in taking protein supplements. I, I've always believed in you know eating the right kinds of foods and not really... I mean, some people need to supplement. There's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's Cliff Ballman personally who did that. Um, and everybody's different. That's why, that's why I tell people when they come to the gym, when I was the personal trainer, you know, that's why there's so many different workouts out there, right? Because God made us all different. We're all differently made people. And so what works for some may not work for others. You kind of have to find out, you know, there's similarities, but you got to find that niche that works out for you, right? So Ron knows his body. He knows what he needs to do to train for an Ironman or a marathon because you've done it for over the years and, and most of your life. You know, when I was in high school, I wrestled from the age five into college. You know, and wrestling is a very physically and, and mentally demanding sport. Uh, and so it's it's very important, you know, if, if people's out there and they're listening to the podcast today and, and listen to Ron's story is, is, is just, you know, just always kind of, you know, take that extra step to kind of help yourself recover from that injury and, and just know that uh, one day you will get better and you can move on and, and be great like, like Ron is talking today uh, and telling his story. You know, one thing I, I noticed on your reels, Ron, and, and this is something I've struggled with is my wife hates working out. She's in the Navy. She's active duty. She would hire a personal trainer to come to our house to work out with him because in her mind, I'll hate the personal trainer. I don't want to hate my husband, right? And so it was interesting early on, you said that your wife started running 
and she kind of motivated you to running. Now, do you do you still run with your wife? Does she still work out with you? I noticed there's sometimes she's riding a bike with you when you run. Yeah. But is she still working out and doing those things uh, along with you, or? Well, she she's not an iron iron oh, man no, athlete. Yeah, right, yeah, right. She doesn't even run marathons. But and and really, when I do some of the long runs, eighteen to 20, 24 miles, mm-hmm. she's not going to run that. You know, yeah. she'll she'll do it on a bike. Yeah. So, and, and really it's hard for her to keep up with me anyway. So, you know, um, but to answer your question, I call her wifey on a bikey on, on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, it's really, it's helpful to, you know, she can carry my water, you know, yeah. she can carry a, a towel if I need it and, and yeah. carry my gels. But if I, if I need to do that nutrition. And so it's, she, she helps me. She, she's my support crew on, yeah. on the long runs. Yeah. When you do your Ironman, is there a support crew there or do the, the event organizers have all that gels and the, the things there? What do you have to bring with you when you run Ironman? Well, you got to take your gels and, and well, your, your nutrition on a bike. If, yeah. A lot of us have individual, you know, specialized nutrition on a bike, mm-hmm. but uh, they still have aid stations every 10 to 15 miles on Ironman. Okay. You can get bananas, you can get, you know, gels if, if you need it. They generally mm-hmm. have Gatorade bottles, water bottles. You don't need to take much. And on a run, um, on Ironman, there's an aid station every mile. Generally. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're stopping, especially when it's hotter. They've got ice. They've got, you know, pretzels. They've got, you know, salt, whatever, whatever, you, need. whatever you need. They've got, they've yeah. got it there. Yeah. I know there was a, you know, you, it's funny. So you were talking about your first 5K when you were running and got passed by the 10-year-old girl and the older, the gentleman. When uh, I ran the, well, the Army 10 Mile has been virtual for the last two years, but before it was virtual, it was like 35,000 people that would come to this race. And, you know, and, and, I, and I usually run it about two hours. I, I don't, you know, I run nine minute mile pace, 10 minute mile pace. But, you know, it's hard to do in those big races because you start out so slow because there's so many people. And I usually start in wave five or six or somebody's running with me and never ran before. You, have, you can't go forward away, but you can go back away. A lot of times I'd go back to wave eight and just run with them because, you know, they're there to be with me. But, you know, for that first two miles until everybody gets spread out because we're running downtown D.C., you're all clubbed up together. So it's sometimes it's hard to run faster than a 15 minute mile pace. But once they kind of spread out, you can kind of get going. Right. And I, I was running with a buddy of mine. He's a Navy SEAL. This is my third uh, 10 miler. And we're chugging right along. Right. We're doing a good time. And this lady, she must have been 75. She blew right by us like we were standing still, <laughs> not even sweating. I'm like, yeah, I want to be that. I want to be that when I'm that age. And yeah. I always tell people, I said, don't get discouraged because you're going to run into that uh, when you do these big races. There's people out there that, that have been running their whole life and they train for it like you were on and 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 passing people. So it's, it's always funny, but you you know, one thing you brought up is you know, you you register for a 5k, then you register for a 10k. And those kind of became your motivating factors. You know, I talk about, I, I run the Army 10 mile and that's kind of my motivating factor to keep running. And for anybody out there who's listening, he wants to kind of start getting to work out. You know, Ron brought up a good point. You know, when he started, you know, his goal was to do a mile and it took him six weeks to get to that mile. And so, you know, let's always try to make goals that are attainable when you start working out and just kind of build up from there, uh, especially if it's been years since you've been worked out. And I would always say, go to the doctor and get checked out. Uh, before you start any exercise program, just to make sure you won't have any issues or problems when you do do that. And and so it's always important. I'm kind of curious, what kind of gels do you eat while you're running? I know my brother has his certain type that he does when he does his marathons. Is there a certain brand out there or a certain 
one that you like or tend to to think works the best for you? You know, I, I probably like almost every athlete. I've tried everything. Yeah. <laughs> and I wish I could say there was one that worked for everyone. There's 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 not one that's really worked consistently for me uh, over the years. What I what I've been using recently is what's at the events. Okay. And uh, in the last few years, well, a couple of years, the Martin gels, uh, that's the brand Martin. Yeah. Um, they've been at Boston. They've been at the Ironman events. And so I've been training with those just because I don't have to buy them and take them and carry them with me. They're at the okay. aid stations. Yeah. Uh, and just carrying extra weight. You know, I can remember my very, my first few marathons, I would carry six, seven, eight gels with me. They were wrapped around my waist on a belt. Okay. And sometimes they would fall off <laughs> as I'm running, you know, and you have to stop and pick them up. And it's like, wow, yeah. you know, then you have to carry it in your hand until you got yeah. ready to, to eat it. But the Martin gels, and another good uh, product that I've been using, experimenting with is the UCAN products. And, uh, you know, it's just a powder. It's basically uh, cornstarch, okay. super, super starch, what they call it, cornstarch. And uh, you mix that with water and drink it? Mix it with water and drink it. Yeah. Yeah. I think my brother does that. He has a, a yeah. brand that he does. He does that. Yeah. I, I don't normally, when I'm doing the Army 10, I don't normally, I mean, I'll drink water or Gatorade, what they have there, but I don't, it's not, to me, it's not far enough for me to have to take nutrition in. Now, and, generally any, anything under a half marathon, if I'm running a half marathon, I may take one gel in. It's got a little caffeine in it yeah. at about, you know, the hour mark, but you've got, you've got enough glucose, you know, in your body and your muscles to uh to go you know a couple hours generally yeah. and my half marathon time is generally you know 135 140 somewhere in there oh nice good time. so you know i mean it's i don't need a whole lot of nutrition but once you get over the two hour mark and, and you know and if you're running full distance yeah you got it you got to take in your, your, your nutrition like every 20 minutes yeah you got you got to preload because if yeah. you don't you're going to bonk at the wall at 20 miles 21 miles yeah and you see it, it happens. You know, oh, yeah. My brother talks about it, you know, hitting the wall and being sure and having that good, heavy carb meal before you, before the event and, and try to get those things. You know, it's, you know, and that's, that's so important when you, when you get up there, because I remember, what was it? Um, I don't know, it maybe it was three years ago, maybe two years ago. Let me see. Number four, um, Army 10 mile number four I ran in. It was really hot that day. You know, they run it in October, but it was like 80 degrees. It was really hot. And they actually, it was the first time in the history of the Army 10 Miler, they had to shorten the race because so many people fell out with heat injuries, the hospitals filled up. <laughs> and so that, yeah, I'd already finished by then, but you know, that you know, people think 10 miles, oh, that's no big deal. I can just go run 10 miles and not even train for it. You know, and then you, when you hit the wall, when you hit about five miles, six miles, if you haven't trained, it's, it's like not properly preparing for a marathon and you hit 20 21 miles and you hit that wall mm -hmm. and there was just so many people even before i finished i finished it like an hour and uh, 40 minutes that year 45 minutes but there were so many people on the side of the, the road that had passed out that were you know having all types of heat injuries and so i always tell people you know train yourself for it don't think that you know it's just 10 miles well it's not just 10 miles you know it's not just 3.2 miles you know it's not just you know, or 3.1 miles, they're not just, you know, 6.2 miles for 10K, you know, you have to train your body uh, to do that, because you don't want to get yourself injured or hurt, and, yeah. it, you know, there's no no reason for it, um, and so it's just very important, you brought up a lot of good points about, you know, nutrition and exercising and doing those kinds of things, you know, before we, uh, you know, kind of wrap it up here, you know, what would be your 
top three advice you'd give somebody who's never ran before and they watch this podcast and they're like, yeah, I want to be like Ron Donson. I want to go out there and, and start running and, and do what he's doing. You know, what would your advice be and, and how they can go for it? I know we talked about it some, but just kind of, let's just kind of end on, you know, your top things that you would do if you've never ran before to, to get to where you are now. Well, I think number one, and it took me a long time to learn this, you have to walk before you run, literally. Um, if I'm on a long run, 18 miles, I'll walk sometimes up to a full mile before I ever start running. Yeah. And then after I finish that long run at 18 miles, I'll walk another mile to cool down. So I'm actually at 20 miles. Okay. But, uh, you know, there's a, a lot of people that run walk marathons. My brother does that. He does a Galloway running style. He runs yeah, yeah. Just 90 Galloway. seconds, walks 30. Yeah, Galloway walks 90 seconds and walks uh, 30 seconds. But, you know, there is an art to walking fast. Yeah. And I'm not talking about speed walking. I'm talking about just walking at a fast, at a nice pace, which yeah. for me is about 15 minutes a mile. Yeah. If you, if you can do four miles in an hour and if you got a GPS watch and you can track yourself, mm -hmm. it makes the transition into running that much easier. Because if you can walk four miles, you can run four miles. But I'll right. tell you this, you can't run a marathon unless you can walk 26 miles. There you go. Well, most, people, most people think, well, how am I going to run 26 miles? Have you ever walked 26 miles? Right. <laughs> Ask any yeah, ultra marathoner how many, yeah. how many miles they've walked on a 100-miler. Yeah. Probably 80% of the miles were walked. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's number one. Learn, learn to walk and just go out and walk. Yeah. Walk for a mile. Walk for it's, it's 30 minutes a yeah. day. Walking two miles is 30 minutes. Yeah, it's 24 so hours in a day. 24 hours in a day. You can find 30 minutes to do something. Yep. You know, and one thing, too, and we didn't talk about this, is having the right equipment, right? And and so, you know, go to a good running store, you know, have them measure your feet and get those good pair of running shoes because if you don't, it'll help you to not have a lot of in injuries. Exactly. And, and, you know, just know that your running shoes will wear out. I mean, my shoes last maybe three, four months. Mm -hmm. um, you get about 600 miles on them or less and you got to change them out. And a lot of people forget that. I think they just keep running on them. They, they get too worn out and you get shin splints and, you know, calf injuries and foot injuries and other things. So finding that good pair of running shoes is, is very imperative, especially when you first start out. Number two is, is all about motivation and your motivation begins with what you eat. I will promise you. And there's so many people my age, your age, my age, you know, mm -hmm. their daily regimen is to go home, pop a beer. Yeah. <laughs> On the weekends, go out, pop two beers. Yeah. You know, and, and they say that when you drink a beer, any kind of alcohol, it takes about three days for your body to recover. Yeah. You know, I had to completely quit drinking alcohol just to maintain the motivation to want to do this. Because I found that when you drink a beer, it just... It, it brings the laziness factor back into it. Yeah. But not just alcohol, it's eating healthy. It's eating quality foods, cutting out yeah. processed foods, cutting out sugars. I, yeah. I drink very few sodas anymore. Yeah. Uh, maybe after a long run, I'll drink a Coke. They actually have Coke on, on the, the course of the Ironman events because Coke yeah. is a good stimulator. But, uh, you know, I don't drink orange juice, anything full of sugar. I cut yeah. my, my, my sugar intake to a minimum and just eat whole processed foods. Yeah. That, that was probably the number one factor for me that, that gave me the, the energy to be able to run 
you know, those first marathons, just yeah. getting, cutting all the crap out of my diet. Yeah. That, that's so important. And then number three, it's just consistency. Yeah. And just doing it, doing it. If, if you don't want to do it every day, that's fine, but at least do it every other day. Yeah. You know, because if you go two or three days without doing it, your motivation, it just drops through the, the yeah. floor. So it just, it just sneaks in, you know, it, it's just like, um, you know, I knew we we're going to come on today to, to do the, to do the recording for the podcast. So mm -hmm. I just changed up my workouts. I ran yesterday and I'll do weights today when we get done here. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. And, and I tell people it's, it's just always, like you said, just always do something. Don't do nothing, you know, and that's really important to do. Well, Ron, I want to I want to thank you for taking the time to come on my podcast, The Mental Health Warrior, and and talk about you know what you do, your Ironman, your Boston's. Uh, we'll flash up on the screen your Instagram so people can follow you. Um, you're truly I, I like you know the best video I got a crack out of is the one he did about runners blowing their nose and burning <laughs> in the woods and yeah, because that goes on, right? I mean, it, it happens. <laughs> gotta do, but. <laughs> I just thought that was that was funny and so you know for all you out there uh please follow ron like him uh, watch his videos uh, he's truly a motivating factor he motivates me uh once again if you'd like to sponsor my podcast the mental health warrior reach out to me uh we'd love to have you as a sponsor and everybody take care and have a good week rock on and we're done well, that was that was great, Ron. That was awesome. That was that was freaking awesome. And then uh, here's and Cliff's already heard this, Ron. Uh, <laughs> since I've started this, uh, whatever this adventure is with Veteran Trash Talk, uh -huh. um, my association with them has completely changed my life. I mean, to where now I feel like my best days are ahead of me. You know, where sure. I was kind of in the limbo. You know, 32 years in manufacturing, waiting until. I could retire to do my thing. You know, by then it might've been sitting in front of the TV longer. I don't know. But uh, the veteran trash talk um, philosophy is take care of yourself, mind, body, and spirit. Mm -hmm. And I can't be, for lack of a better description, preaching that to com the community and not living it. But that's not why I do it. It's because I said, let me give it a shot and seeing the results of it. So there's a lot of things happening in my life, meeting Cliff, uh, uh, you know, Cliff and I have just recently met, you know, we, Cliff and I have only known each other uh, a few weeks now. Right. Yeah. And uh, about a month, I think something's, <laughs> something's afoot here in my life as a whole, because um, I was, uh, you know, as a kid, I was an athlete. I was an athlete until I get after I got out of the army when I said, nobody's got, I ain't running no more. Screw that shit. Yeah. Um, but when I was uh, 12, 13, I played uh, competitive uh, travel soccer in Texas. I grew up in Houston. And for some reason, the, the kids I was friends with, these guys were all running friggin' marathons at like 13 and 14 years old, right? And I, was, I always said, man, I want to do that. But I never, did, I never did the work. Well, all that wincing you saw is because I just had a knee replacement Tuesday, right? Yeah. And I've had a form of regret of not pursuing that um, because now I the times I've attempted to run, I've actually gained a, a passion for it again. I'm not going far. I'm not going fast, but this ain't, this ain't no shit. I was talking to the the surgeon on like day, day one. And cause I'd done my research and I said, now I've been reading. I said, and what I'm reading tells me that running a marathon with um, artificial joints 
is not out of the question if you do it correctly. How do you feel about that? And he says, oh, absolutely. And look where look look who the guest is today, right? <laughs> so you get if nothing else out of this, you gained a new follower, dude. Because oh, cool. I I, I want I want what you got, brother. I want what you got. Motivation is also some spiritual oh, yeah. motivation too. We didn't go into that. You know, it's it's really it's it's I, I want to live a long life. Yeah. Let's put it bluntly. You know, <laughs> at the Ironman last year in Tulsa, there was four or five guys over the age of eighty. That wow. finished the damn race. Oh wow, that's that's a hundred and forty mile distance. They're over eighty years old. Wow. Man, that that that's what inspires me. You know, yeah. I want to be like that when I get to be eighty. Yeah, I hear you, yeah. dude. I'm I'm like I'm like leaving here. I think I'm gonna go do a lap down. I'm you know a week away from. <laughs> no, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go do laps. 